Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Party of Two right here on Anchor or wherever you're getting your podcasts, or you may be watching us live on twitch.tv slash markbedonica, which, uh, if you're not, make sure to follow us over there on markbedonica uh, at twitch.tv, hello, uh, <laughs> in order to get our pre-show and post show that is going to be exclusive to Twitch. So make sure to tune in there if you want to, like, that's where we're going to be primarily talking about news as well as answering your questions if there is if they don't necessarily fit in with the theme of the show. I'm one of your hosts, the Internet's Mark Pidonica. And I'm your other host, the Internet's Andrea Donica. And today we're talking about the tragedy of death. Well, it's kind of a tragedy it, in the sense of a brand new ride that was long awaited and highly heralded. The very first ride featuring Mickey and Minnie Mouse yeah. came to us 10 days before the world shut down at Disney's Hollywood Studios in Orlando, Florida. And we were amongst the lucky riders to ride it within those first 10 days. Yeah. So we're here to talk about the present of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, both as a gift you know, like a present, like a gift. And its current status as it as it stands, hello, in Walt Disney World and how how it's going in California and what it's what it's going to mean to Toontown. So uh this ride st- when it was announced at D twenty three, everybody was just like great this is great however it's coming at the cost of the great movie ride well and they didn't say that it was going to replace the great movie ride at first when they announced it at d23 though everyone was a little bit on eggshells and then you know about a month later it came out and they said okay you've got like another month to check out the great movie ride before it goes away forever Mm -hmm. And 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 we were again we were lucky enough to go on the great movie ride during its last year yeah, no, 2017 was a good time for us to visit. We we were able to visit a couple of things before they just closed permanently. Except for the universe of, of energy. energy. Yeah. That was kind of a harmony. I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we were lucky enough to go on the ride, uh, the great movie ride. And while, while it is sad to lose it, we've been watching a lot of park content during the quarantine so much and considering what it could have been versus what it was it was great in the in what it was because everybody loved the movies that were featured there and if you didn't get yourself checked but uh get yourself checked anyway why not mm. health is important these days yes but it's it's one of those things where how long could it have gone that's the real question i mean I'm sure a lot of people were expecting it to get updates every now and again, but as can be the unfortunate repetitive saying, um, good plans, but uh, never followed through. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a new saying. Uh, yeah. Good no, plans, I... But never followed through. I know there's something, but uh, <laughs> I couldn't remember. It happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... um. Uh, whatever happens in the future of the franchise of the Great Movie Ride, I've I want to talk. I want to like not right now, but just in the future, I want to talk about Muppets at the parks because oh, absolutely, 
one of the original ideas for the Muppets while Jim Henson was still with us was to have a great Muppet movie ride. And I think there's still, I think there's still, I mean, I would love to see that. I would really love to see that. And then I feel that anyone that misses the great movie ride would feel, would feel okay with that. You know what I mean? Like it, and it would still maintain the Hollywood theme of the park, though that's kind of very much up in the air. I keep wondering, what what are you going to name it? Are you going to just be like <laughs> adventuring by Disney? Not adventures by Disney, because that's already copyrighted for another thing, but... One of one of the main things, um, in terms of... While well, we're still on the Great Movie Ride, one of the things that... Uh, is beneficial to joining us live on twitch.tv slash Donica is the ability to interact with us while we're recording the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, user pink underscore bile, Cam, hi Cam, hi. Uh, asks us, what movie do you think was most deserving to be added to The Great Movie Ride after its opening? Ooh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I think they should have, well, I, I think there, there's some stuff that at the very least they should have changed. I think... Uh, the Tarzan sequence could have gone. I think you could have mm. put something else if you had, depending depending on contracts, because you could put if you change that to like Planet of the Apes, as opposed to Tarzan, mm. yeah, um, or or some something. Um, they're they're like modern movie stars, sort of modern movie yeah. star stuff of like Pacino or Cruz, even like, but then. Now it's a thing of how good is this person's track record? Are they going like there? There's a lot more with having somebody's um, visage featured and licensed for that sort of a purpose. So if anything, I would take out stuff. Like I, I don't know what it would replace it, but I would take out the Tarzan the Eight Man sequence. Mm-hmm. I think Casablanca can stay. Um, I think it do another classic musical. To replace Footlight Parade. Because yeah. the very first effect worked for a very short time. So and short. then it broke and it stayed broke throughout its lifetime. So if the, and something, some sort of big number that where you could sort of make it look like a bigger thing than it is. But I would replace Footlight Parade with another like major musical moment. I, I feel like I that should know. have been replaced by the jazz singer or by Showboat. Obviously, Showboat oh. would have been a challenge because that's technically a universal property. And there were absolutely no universal properties in the great movie ride. Obviously, due to rights. Little Shop, animatronic, Audrey 2. Oh, that would have been amazing. <gasps> who, who, owns, who owns Little Shop? That's a great yeah. question. But we uh, we aren't here to talk about the great movie, right? We're here to talk about its <laughs> replacement. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which has uh, taken uh, residency in the Chinese theater at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And uh, while people may poo-poo the use of that building, I like it. Oh, first and foremost, I'm just thankful that they still kept the building up. It was such a big feat to just build that thing in the first place. Um, It was so carefully done to be as authentic as possible, so much so that when refurbishments were being done for the real Chinese theater back in Hollywood, 
they went to Disney for blueprints and help just to make sure that everything was as specifically accurate as possible. Yeah, because they modernized the construction as opposed to when it was originally constructed back in the 30s, if I'm, if I'm remembering that correctly. It, it's the 30s or the 20s. I yeah. should remember that. The 20s to 40s. That's Spectrum. Um, but uh, yeah, the the only thing that I would say in terms of theming, because... Uh, it's still very much just the Chinese theater. One of the stories is you're one of the stories of the ride is you're going to the premiere of a new cartoon featuring Mickey and Minnie, and I wish there was more fanfare. Yes. Okay. So this this is my biggest problem with it because it was like, oh, this is Mickey and Minnie's really big premiere, and so you feel like you're you're going to their premiere and you're joining them, and I really was. Uh, I was absolutely enthused by that idea. And besides the marquee, and the marquee is really fun, and it is 100% in the vein of one of the classic marquees that you would have seen uh, as part of the Chinese theater. I I very much got like 1970s Star Wars vibes from Mm -hmm. it, which I really loved with the neon and the bright lights. But then once you're inside, I imagine that we'd see more posters or just more stuff with a couple of Mickey and Minnie nods or talking about premiere tonight or or something like that. But you don't see any of that, actually. Uh, it, it was primarily just the same interior as from before, except uh, a lot of the props and stuff that you used to be able to see in the queue were no longer there. Yeah, all of the great movie props were gone, but the video posters just have posters for the newer Mickey and Minnie cartoons. Yeah. It so everything is fine. It's It's fine. It's fine. But if if you're trying to make this bit of theming work, yeah, go the extra mile. But yeah. if I was going to say if they wanted to do the turnaround as quick as they did, wasn't that quick. Yeah. But whatever. Well, I I'm mean, hoping for like you're... a. I'm hoping for like a second, like a phase two. Hey, let's add, let's add some more stuff. Yeah, that'll be like in twenty years. Fine. It's just being real. Yeah, I mean, that. they were playing with new technology, um, and with that always comes delays. Always comes new sets of challenges that they have to figure out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, on the flip side, I'm glad that they didn't necessarily like completely gut the lobby interior which again is modeled directly after the original chinese theater i'm glad they didn't like rip out the beautiful carpet and replace it with like mickey mouse carpeting which is (laughs) which is not what i'm asking for i'm just asking for a little bit more like hey you are at a hot hollywood movie premiere like give me a little bit of zazzle give me a little bit of that that, uh, yeah you know you know the the Hollywood zazzle. You know the shoulder. You know, you know? the old razzmatazz. <laughs> yeah, the old razzle dazzle. Um, it it works for what it is. But yeah. uh, wh- what I'm pretty excited for is the California version, uh, being themed to the El Capitoon Theater. Yes, which is a wonderful in joke, Californian in joke, something that Michael Eisner could appreciate. Yes. Um, but they're also they're designing it from scratch, so it's. You might say that the California version is going to be the idealized version of the ride. And that's something we talked about with uh, Star Tours when we talked about that last week of whenever a new Disney park builds Star Tours right next to Batuu and that 
leads into Batu, that is going to be the ideal version of Star Tours because all of the theming will be, quote, perfect, at least in my opinion. So I agree. Starting from the ground up with, hey, we have our own some razzmatazz. So um, starting from scratch in California, we'll be able to make quite a quite a splash and there's going to be some some actual physical theming as opposed to just movie posters but the ride is going to be the same yes and i think it's going to be a really great addition for toontown which has been uh kind of neglected since i don't even say kind of i I'm trying to be generous here. <laughs> uh, and thankfully, they're also just giving the entirety of Toontown a full spruce up, uh, repainting things and all of that. You know, this will have to be a, another episode where we talk about Toontown, really. But early in the 90s, just after it opened, you know, you get complaints, you have incidents with children in the play areas, and suddenly a lot of stuff has to get closed or shut off, and then the intention of the land is completely ripped away, and then it just goes to beg the question of, well, why aren't you reimagining this so that kids can have fun in the area? Why can't kids and adults have fun in the area together? Well, especially now, if if the ball pit, if Chippendale's ball pit was still open, if Goofy's bounce house was still open, if Donald's house was the same thing that it was when it opened, now they would all be closed. Yeah, so that's true. That's true. I'm very, I'm very surprised that they haven't figured out something to do in the corner with Chippendale's house. Like you can make that a meet and greet area, make it a longer meet and greet yeah. area for Chippendale as opposed to just cemented over the pool of where the ball pit was. So there's a lot of stuff that you can actively do. And I hope with this, there is a little bit of a, a way to do it. (laughs) Uh, And cam is just breaking out in hives, thinking about ball pits and bounce houses. (laughs) Agree. That's why you have to buy your own stuff, buy your own balls and buy your own bounce houses, put the balls in the bounce house. You'll be good. And also if you're concerned that your toddler isn't going to keep their mask on when they're out and about in public places or visiting a Disney theme park, guess what? It's time to parent your child and uh, be on top of that because uh, you're bringing another human being into this world and they're your responsibility. Or Uh, Or don't go. Or don't go. Just don't go. No one's forcing you to go. So with this, they're redoing that whole sort of center square, the gag factory. They're reworking that area to be a little bit more workable. They've already started. They cleared the area. Yeah. And cranes are putting in supports. Yes. So it's still... Was it 2021 or 22? It was 21, right? 2022 and it it might get pushed back. Uh, Well, no, it's, it's only had like a couple... It's had like a month, month and a half of a delay. Yeah. So hopefully it doesn't push it back so far. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, usually what happens is the first iteration of a ride that's built takes the longest out of everything. And then uh, all of the uh, kinks and bumps are worked out, figured out. And then the next time uh, they're ready for it. Yeah. And everything is able to go a lot smoother. We have these plans. Build the building around the same parts. We're going to get all of these parts built again. You've done it before. You can do it again. Especially with a lot of it seemingly being 
uh, sets and projection maps and like the the I, I guess the the technology the the trackless ride system technology is what really needs to get you know make sure all of you make sure all of your like what's the word like your your what? computers signals like like the signal that's yeah. being sent through doesn't get interrupted blah, blah blah a lot of a lot of technical jargon when <laughs> it comes to that sort of a thing but uh the ride itself is ridiculously fun it's like so fun it was if we didn't i mean we waited like what 25 30 minutes yes when we were there before we get to the ride okay. uh, so uh, let's i don't want to spoil everything about the ride no and i'm not going to um but what I want to say is there is a, a special point where uh, when, yeah. when you first get into the queue, um, you find out, oh, we're going to start watching this uh, new movie for Mickey and Minnie. The movie that you're at the premiere for. And so you're watching it and then something happens and then you literally step into the cartoon world with them. You are invited to there. And suddenly, literally, everything is cartoonized. And it's really magical how they do it. And simple and effective. But it also fits into the type of storytelling that the new Mickey cartoons do. And it's in that in that queuing, in that one waiting room, where I wonder where the they're going to start limiting numbers. I wonder yeah. how many people are going to be allowed into this portion or are they going to create a piece of, are they going to create a new piece of media or a new voice or new voiceover or whatever to keep lines moving through that moment to kind of have it replicate what it is, but not mm. doing the whole thing because sitting in an enclosed ride, yada, yada, yada. But just, just to get people through, just to have, People going on this brand new ride during this time. I I, 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 I hope they don't rush it. Honestly, for me, like uh, particular story elements that are placed through an attraction, whether that be in the queue, whether you are still walking to a ride vehicle, as could be applied to Rise of the Resistance, for example, uh, is so integral to the story that I, I think it would be a real loss if they were to try to rush through that and uh, change that at all. I think that, you know, if people are going to spend the money to go visit a park, if they're going to go through all of this, if they, who knows, maybe end up going through temperature checks and wearing masks all day, possibly in 95 degree humidity outside. I mean, give not, them not possibly. the whole... <laughs> <laughs> give give everybody you know what they paid for. Give the people what what they came to see. At the same time, speaking of Rise of the Resistance, that ride was developed with B mode and C mode, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Sure. So I can't imagine there not being some kind of a B mode for certain effects. Not everything, but certain effects. But when it comes to that first effect in the queue. I can't imagine that they didn't think of some sort of an alternative just because just if if numbers get too high but now for the purpose of social distancing it's I I can't imagine that there if there wasn't there might be a plan now. I think as well in terms of that holding room before you get to the loading area for the attraction um 
there's not a ton of line space in the loading area, and I think that they are they are specifically numbering it for how many people are going to stand in that line. So I think that that's really going to be how they determine how many people end up in that holding room uh, to watch the movie at the same time. I also wonder if, same thing I said about everything in general last week and the week before, what sort of virtual cues so that mm-hmm. you only have a certain amount of people waiting in line outside and then in, then transition into inside, but then everybody else is just kind of around. And I think if you have, some, maybe not the exact same way they did Rise of the Resistance where you have to be in the park, but if you have a reservation, then that is a guarantee, or not a guarantee, but that is a, that is a reservation. So with that reservation, you can put yourself in line like a fast pass and get a time so that while you're while you're either on your way or whatever it's like oh we have this time to make that's similar to a fast pass scan your magic band whatever so just so that they can technically have more people waiting but it's not all in the same place because a lot of people are going to be going for star wars land stuff and mickey Minnie's runaway railway whenever hollywood studios does open up yeah so i i can't like I th- honestly, I think everything is on the table. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And we just uh, see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yep. And uh, when it comes to the ride, it, it's still fairly new and it is only at one park right now. So as Andrea said, we're not going to be necessarily spoiling everything. We're not going to be talking about we're going to be talking pretty generally about it. But ultimately, it's got it's got, I think, a lot of tools there are a lot of features of Alzheimer's. It's got some Alzheimer features when it comes to riding a ride. It's got a ride theme that can get stuck in your head. Yes. And uh, with nothing's going to stop us now, uh, which is a little too not not eh, which is reminiscent of Cats Don't Dance, but it oh, doesn't yeah. sound like Cats Don't Dance. No, not at all. Uh, who, who was Cats Don't Dance? Was that Warner Brothers? That's Bluth. Uh, so it could have been anybody. Bluth... Oh. Well, no, no, really. Because um, because uh, uh, like there's some stuff that he did for Fox. There's some stuff that he did for Amblin. There's some stuff that he did. That's true. You know yeah. what I want to say? I don't know if Amblin... I, I'm leaning towards Amblin connected to it. 6.9. Oh, wow. Well, look at that. So, I mean, not to say that they would bring it in but uh yeah that i don't even just because of the the reference i, I don't know um anyhow the song is really catchy you can get and it on it's Spotify. fun and um something that i feel like is often missed with thinking about really good rides the question is is it fun and this ride is a lot of fun actually uh I don't remember having left a new ride and feeling as jovial and smiley as I did after leaving it. I was just like, oh, I feel like all these warm feelings inside and just like, this is a great day and just really happy. How did you feel compared to getting off of Rides of the Resistance? Two, the, the, I mean, which they're both new. They're both trackless ride systems. So there's some comparison to Yeah, them. absolutely. Well, with Rise of the Resistance, I was more like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Yeah. And that wasn't necessarily the same reaction for me. Like, 
Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is more like, what is the feeling we want to give you? And I think that they did that extremely well. And I feel like um, the technology that they've used, uh, they can play with it for a lot of things in the future if they want to shake things up, which is really cool. I, I am critical of projection technology um, and, and, and mapping and such, but in this case, I feel like it's done really well and it lends itself extremely well to the type of environment you're in because you are in a cartoon world. It, it works. It just works really, really well. I like it a lot. Yeah, because so with the projection mapping, it can't. The, there's a difference between like a simulator ride, like your minions, uh, yeah. and and I would say to a certain extent, Star Tours. But Star Tours, they frame it to give reason to the screen being there, and everything makes sense in in, in regards world. in regards to that screen. Whereas this, you don't, you can't. Like you know, it's a screen, but there's always there's also so much happening, and they use the sets very well. They're they're physical sets. It's not just all flat, but they use the mapping for the different set pieces in different places, and it's all animated, and you're all there. You're all present. There is a weird like warp when it comes to certain roundnesses of certain characters' faces. Yeah. Like some of the Mickey and Minnie figures work really well. There's one or two of them that are like, what? It's, it's just, you have to, it's weird seeing that 2D character in a 3D space. Yeah. And I mean, truthfully, I will say, so I felt this mostly the first time you see Mickey and Minnie uh, three-dimensionally. If you, if you watch the newer cartoons that Disney has made with them, I'm like, okay, well, like, this is what they look like when they turn to the side. It looks a little strange just wrapping your mind around that, especially because we, we've known Mickey and Minnie to look a certain way for so long, and now they've kind of added this other dimension, and truthfully, like, yeah, that is kind of how they've always looked if they've turned a certain way, but they've kind of emphasized that more now with the cartoons, I feel. Yeah. But uh, I will say there is... Uh, a three-dimensional iteration of Pluto that literally pretty much had me in tears because <laughs> it just, it, like, maybe the most feel-good audio animatronic I have ever seen. Was it Pluto from me. the finale? Yes. Mm. For me, like, I, I love Pluto. I love him so freaking much. As Cam sa is saying in the chat, the last scene looks really feel-good, really heartwarming. Yeah. Because you get mm. one of the major themes of the whole new set of cartoons from the Mickey Mini shorts is music. And yeah. Mickey singing on a, a, a uke or a guitar or whatever. And that coupled in with the awesome Pluto animatronic and just sort of like your stereotypical Disney finale when it comes to either a ride or, or like a major a major film. Like there's some sort of feel-good moment at the end. And it hits that trope and it and it feels good. It feels authentic. Mm -hmm. It feels earned. It's yeah. it's weird because you go on this journey that's it's still pretty linear. You get to experience a lot of different set pieces, but ultimately you're 
Mickey and Minnie care about your journey. Yeah. And so it feels like Mickey and Minnie care about you. And that's pretty cool. It's it's awesome. Goofy too. Like everybody that you come into contact with in that world does seem to be invested in you. Um, it's just, it is the Disney term, but magical. It's magical. Okay. Like I love this ride. <laughs> I love this ride. And I know that uh, it's hard losing uh, such a major audio animatronic heavy uh, Disney park history heavy attraction as the great movie ride. And they do tribute it as well uh, in the attraction. There, there's a little poster uh, that's really cute. Um, and they, they put up a poster for the great moving ride. <laughs> oh, that's right. And, yeah, and, yeah. and they're also doubling a joke for the people mover, which... Hey, I love I love the people mover. Good so enough. We're about it, that. It's great. But I mean, I, I guess when they're saying more Disney, more fun, more family, it really check marks all of those boxes. This ride doesn't have a height requirement. The entire family can go on it and enjoy it. It's it's full of a lot of surprises. And it's very random, so you're very much in a cartoon. Like, you have no idea what's going to happen next, and everything happens very, very fast. And there's a lot to see. Like, even though it's not physical sets, you still you still are fully engulfed in this world. So, depending on what car you're in, you see a certain version of the ride. And even in watching uh, playbacks during during the quarantine... It's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Uh, great soundtrack, like not just not just the the theme, but the the soundtrack is very. This is all classic Disney. Um, hot take: voice acted Goofy as a conductor is better than the Bandit Mafia uh, or the Bandit or Mafia Mafioso that hijacks uh, the Great Movie Ride. Uh, yeah, I don't think I think so. I would love if you heard Goofy the whole time. I think that's a lot, but part of the part of the joke mm. with Goofy's involvement of the ride also makes sense with Goofy as a character, so that's fine. But seeing seeing Goofy for the first time in the context of this ride is kind of mind-blowing in its own right. Yeah. Of oh there's there's two dimensions, but there's depth and it's sort of a preview of how the whole ride, how you're going to experience the whole ride, and it sort of fades you into that experience. It does. Uh, it's an absolute delight when he's revealed to you for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess they could have gone two different ways with Goofy. Uh, either he could have been trying to. Uh, help us out the entire time the way Mickey and Minnie do and doing it very badly because Goofy is constantly falling. You're constantly hearing the yahoos and uh, falling and crashing um, or I'm here for the just yahoos. completely having it fly over his head and missing it completely, which is uh, mostly the experience that you do get with him in this. Yeah. Um, 
And and I think that works really well. I don't I'm wondering if if they might have thought about the first version in in the first iteration for story planning and then maybe going, "Oh, this is just too much that's going on." Um but I I really, I like it. I, I like Goofy as a conductor. Hearing him, having the characters talk to you is kind of like just, <gasps> And it's not like an E.T. thing of, like, saying your name at the end of the ride. Carl. Very flatly. Carl. 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 Anastasia. Carl. 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 <laughs> I, would lo- I would love to take a whole car worth of people and just get the same name. Like, everybody's the same name. I don't care. It's like, you're Carl, I'm Carl, everybody's Carl. Just to hear E.T. go, Carl, 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 Carl. I'm sure you could easily get a whole bike full of uh, Johns, John, perhaps. John, John, John. No, well, no, I mean, we'll goof. We'll goof and just be like, I'm John, I'm John, I'm John, I'm John. Hey, John. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely... <laughs> E.T. But get, having, having the characters interact with you is very fun. Becoming, You feel like you're a part of Disney history by inhabiting the same space as all of these other yeah all of these other characters and that they're just really a part of your world you just need to <laughs> part of your world you have to just Oop. step through uh, a different a different dimension and there you are and they've always been there from and... a certain point of view yeah uh, cam works for a company that does cowboy gunfight shows and other old west themed performances oh. and maybe biased but uh, their ride on the great movie ride was sort of let down with a not so good bandit we had, and, oh, no. and so this is kind of an unpopular opinion. But I, I understand why they would do stuff to a certain cartoony degree, but I think that took away from the authenticity of that genre of film by making those characters be as goofy as they were, they had to they had to diffuse the tension of not being like a serious threat for mm. younger audiences. And I understand that. And and it takes a lot for cast members to do that same role over and over and over and over and over again. And it's not something that I take away from the cast members. It's the full the whole implementation of that type of a character and that type of a performance and being everybody needs to be this same exact performance or else. And if you let people play a little bit more, I think maybe you'd get a little bit more varied of an experience. Well, I, I've noticed, too, from uh, watching different videos of different cast members um, from the Great Movie Ride over the years, it seems like there have been times where they have let them have a little bit of wiggle room. I remember when we were going through uh, the alien section, mm-hmm. um, our... Our hijacker was very talkative, though I I didn't necessarily catch everything that was coming out of uh, Muggsy's mouth, but um, it, it was kind of strange. Um, the The biggest problem with that is like the cast members aren't necessarily actors; they're not necessarily trained to be actors. They they don't necessarily aspire to be actors. <sighs> And they they might you might get a couple of those. I feel like that kind of a setup would probably have worked better in California, closer to Los Angeles, where a lot more of that talent may reside. That that's not to say that there aren't great performers in Orlando. Obviously, there are. There there's plenty of entertainment out here, but. You know, if you don't have the certain training, if you don't have the practice, 
and having to do the same thing over and over and over again <laughs> and like a the ride is what like a great movie ride was about a 15, 15 20 minute 20, something like that experience like it can get monotonous if you have to do the same show over and over again and especially if you have such a short timeline and so many lines and opportunities i think it's just it is very easy for it to get lukewarm or strange or not read right and it's not like you have a director sitting in every single car to come out afterwards and be like that was good but you know what if you tried this like nobody's going to do that i mean maybe in in initial training but it's gonna get watered down and and not as strong after a while it just is what it is you can threaten them with sing sing but uh wow I can't believe I got you with that. I I don't know. I don't know either. But the <laughs> too many classic musicals we've done over the years. It's one of those things. It's one of those things where when it comes to Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway versus uh, the Great Movie Ride, this feels a lot more timeless. Like true. Some of the technology it feels super modern, of course, but there's something. And I guess this is sort of indicative of Disney as a brand. There's something timeless about. A cartoon as opposed to something live action because you know film sort of deteriorates actors leave us is the best yeah. way that i could put that but um like sure you can keep updating the ride but then you'll have the people going oh but why did you take out alien and replace it with this yeah like in our research we heard that there was a rumor that they were going to be replaced there was a a smattering of an idea to replace the alien section of the ride with a lord of the Rings section of the ride which as much as I'm a fan of Lord of the Rings, you're you're gonna create a similar look and feel to that of the um, at the end of the ride with uh, Wizard of Oz. You're gonna with that that scene of the four of them looking over Emerald City as opposed to the Fellowship looking towards Mordor or yeah. leaving leaving the Shire or whatever. So and and I'd much rather they do they pull a Harry Potter or a Star Wars and they give us a, a Hobbiton or some sort of a that type of a thing, but the Tolkien camp—that's a completely different. That's a completely different show. Um, it's hard to actually like go ahead and say, "Okay, we're gonna replace this too." Um, and jumping back to cartoons and Mickey and Minnie, uh, I I felt that cartoons should have been featured a bit more in the Great Movie Ride. You have that. You had that really short section of Sorcerer Mickey uh, from Fantasia which was originally supposed to be a Wizard of Oz scene. And yeah, they the kind of just threw it together. Like they had already built the bones. And the, like you can tell by the little cutout that you see Mickey in, like it, it's kind of shaped like a tornado sort of thing would have been. But it was because they were only allowed, contractually, they were only allowed a certain amount of footage audio representation yeah. however you want to call it of wizard of oz in the ride so they had to change that scene because they wanted to keep they had the wicked witch animatronic and they wanted to keep the emerald city so other than those two scenes they were like we could we could lose that that's fine um but as cam is saying in chat the cartoon versus topical live action movie is similar to the cartoony graphics versus realistic graphics in video games. And I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, there are people who... I, I think the cartoon games have a, a lot 
longer of a shelf life. There's a lot more that they can do. Or there's a, they can live a lot longer, and it's a lot easier to look at them a certain way as opposed to being a product of their time, which ends up being the argument for most films in and general. I think about, for example, something that drives me crazy for, I, I mean, a lot of what is at the Imagination Pavilion in Epcot drives me crazy, but something that really upsets me is the CG animation for Figment. Oh, it's terrible. It's really bad, and it's really shown its age. However, I look at the animated Figment that was created for the original Journey into Imagination, and it still holds up really well. And I can't help but ask myself, why didn't you just animate him? Animate him in that classic 2D. It looks better. It ages better. People like it. There's more emotion. There's more There's more of an engaging interaction. And uh, it just CG is, is a hard thing. And it's it a takes hard you, thing. It, it and instantly it's takes you out. Like that particular part. And, well, I mean, most of it is the, the 3D graphics are so bad. Um, yeah, lean into the unrealistic and you will never be more outdated than when you started. And when it comes to 3D animation, even looking back at Toy Story, it was so revolutionary. Oh. But now looking at Toy Story 4 versus the original Toy Story, you can see how 3D animated technology has come through. And we wouldn't be where we are without Toy Story. Sure. But some of the some of the shots are just like, wow. That, like before Pixar figured humans out. <laughs> like Incredibles was the real was really the first major use of humans in a Pixar movie, whereas Boo was the first real appearance of a human, even though it was a little girl, and you can still go a little com- like comedically with it, yada yada yada. <laughs> but when it comes to uh, Journey into Imagination, we wanted to take this time really quickly to uh, direct you to a website ran by our very own. Andrea Donica, called the Dreamfinder and Figment Restoration Society. If you're watching us live on twitch.tv slash markydonica, we've put the link in the chat for people to check out, favorite, things like that. Uh, you want to tell the folks a little bit about it? We'll put the link down below if you're listening on podcast. So, and first I'm going to preface this by saying, obviously the Disney company right now has a lot of bigger things to worry about than this. Uh, and I started this website uh, last year, I think uh, a little bit before we went to the D23 Expo. Um, and my thought process has always been, and what I have seen, what I've read, what I've heard is that, uh, you know, a lot of people, if they want to revive an attraction or if they they want to see something a lot of people go to like online petitions or they'll they'll tweet at people and I mean that can help to a certain extent but now you have like algorithms that will automatically mark something as spam or or this or that and your message doesn't always get to the people that you want to see it for me personally, and I know that a lot of people feel this way, the current iteration of Journey into Imagination with Figment is not good and is in desperate need of uh, a complete refresh. And the the saddest part of everything is that 
the original attraction at that pavilion was greatly beloved and was very imaginative and a lot of fun. And then there was a changeover and it really, it, it destroyed the ride. It destroyed the ride. And then Disney, after two years, said, okay, everyone's really upset. We're going to at least put Figment back in here. Contracts with Eric Idle, etc. I would imagine made them go, well, we can't put Dreamfinder back in, but we have to keep Eric in here. Um, so we'll just have this in the interim. There was always a plan that this was going to be a short-lived version of the attraction and that it was going to get updated and refreshed. Every single time a proposal has made it to the surface to refresh the attraction, it always gets pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. And now it has been over 20 years since we've seen the original iteration of Journey into Imagination. Cast Eric Idle as Dreamfinder. Not a terrible idea. It's not a terrible idea. I would rather go with somebody younger. I have heard things like uh, Jack Black, for example. Yeah, Jack Jack Black, while not the youngest, definitely younger than uh, than Eric Idle. Yeah. By like 20, 30 years? And, and Eric is is getting there. He's getting there. Yeah, thank thank goodness he's still with us. Yeah. Like there there are very few of the of the Pythons that are still with us, but Eric like even though the character is rough and it's associated with a whole bunch of like, negativity. negativity, I love Eric Idle personally. But also, I think his his character is fine. It's just once you add all of the context back in of the removal of the original ride, the uh, association with Honey I Shrunk the Audience, the like once you put all of the context back in, it's like that's unfortunate. But if if yeah. you just look at Eric Idle as a performer, you're like, oh, that's fun. Like, like he's, he's a fun performer. I, I enjoy him. Um, and, I mean, I will probably do another Journey into Imagination probably. episode. But my, my general comment on it is that uh, they take the entire ride to uh, convince you that it's important to be imaginative and let your imagination run wild. And that really hinders the attraction because if you're – if you're going to a theme park and you're supposed to have this amazing experience, it shouldn't be like trying to convince someone like, hey, let's be imaginative when the entire point of theme parks is to let your imagination run wild. And you shouldn't have to have that discussion with a scientist and someone just looking in one very narrow-minded direction for the entirety of a ride like that it's just it's disappointing and yeah. it's too limiting disappointed it, it it is limiting imagination and that's the exact opposite of what the attraction and the whole pavilion is supposed to be so, so. make sure to head to dreamfinder and figment restoration society.wordpress.com link down below um we have uh, art made by uh, a friend of ours cassie who runs uh nerd mountain NerdMountain.com is a wonderful place where you can get certain uh, uh, pieces of, of attire, stickers, things like that. They put out new designs all the time. And they're really fun. Um, they've meshed up like Marvel and um, Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some of my favorite prints. I'm like, oh, 
Yeah, like so that, that that link is down below. Support them. If you want to support us, uh, you can sign up. If you're listening to us on a podcast, you can sign up for a paid subscription via Anchor, anchor.fm slash partyof2pod. Uh, make sure to, to check over there. If you're interested in signing up, there's a couple of iterations that you can do. That's to, that goes directly to us and helps us uh, helps us keep the lights on, so to speak. Yeah. Um, you can also support us by going to tpublic.com slash partyof2. We have a couple of, of wonderful designs. Um, like w- there's stuff that we have from both Nerd Mountain and RT Publix that I'm just waiting for the right like thematic thing to wear. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the designs specifically relating to uh, Dreamfinder and Figment is the uh, Dreamfinders and Dragons uh, uh, design hi that we made uh, that you can check out. Andrea has a very very soft V neck that uh, if if would it would fit me would probably be very comfortable. <laughs> um, and that's something really great about Tee Public too, is that I literally had so many different options for how I did the print, what color background to use for the shirt itself. Um, and I was able to choose literally the most comfortable top that a lady could. And it was, and it's, it's so soft. Yeah. Um, but we've got some designs on there. We're working on some other designs to put up. Um, and if, but if you want to support us on Twitch, you can go to, uh, twitch.tv slash Mark Budonica. I say it and write it so much you would think it would be sort of ingrained in my brain, That's okay. but, uh, head on over there, give us a follow to know whenever we go live, whether it be for, uh, Andrea and I's co-op show couples consoling, get it. Or, um, or anytime that we uh, podcast Party of Two or anytime uh, I stream Buy Me Onesie, uh, make sure to head over there uh, because there's some theme weeks related to Party of Two as well as games that we're looking into doing, uh, whether it's sooner rather than later. But uh, make sure to head over there and follow. And uh, if you have Twitch, Pro- uh, no, if you have Amazon Prime, you get a free Twitch Prime subscription, which goes directly to us and helps support us to keep the lights on. We appreciate all your support. Um, and uh, I guess we should sort of do like a like a final thoughts on the Mickey Minis Runaway Railway, unless there's any sort of major swath of discussion that you wanted to hit. Um, one quick note. Yeah, do it. There is a new character that they introduce in the attraction, and his name is Chuby. That's two U's. The bird. Chuby the bird, and he's just like this chubby little bird, and you just want to squish his cheeks, and he's like so cute. He's kind of the first character you see well uh, eh, no not necessarily but he's one of the first characters you see and uh, one of the last characters that you see on the attraction and of course they've already made some merchandise for him and he is so cute yeah he's got wishables he's got a purse um yeah this little monster yeah and i adore him yeah and um he will um I feel like he's going to become one of those uh, attraction characters that everybody is just going to be like, oh, yeah, Chuby. Like a new, like, orange bird or... Yeah. It's sort of like the uh, the raven in Haunted Mansion. Yeah. But not as sinister. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, like uh, you see him and, and you think happy thoughts. Yeah. Um, actually, something that I did want to mention is uh, along with this retheme of the... Uh, Chinese theater, they have opened up a new shorts theater for the Mickey Minnie cartoons, and there's a sort of a 
catch-all cartoon, sort of a rehash cartoon that has Mickey like, ah, oh, I remember that, and it re- and it's it's him planning for a vacation, but in his packing for the vacation, he remembers other vacations that he went on, but it's just clips from the shorts that have already been released. So if you're a fan of those shorts, it's not it's not a must do because it's a lot of the same. It's a lot of the same stuff. However, when you the theater is very nice. It's very cute. All of the, it's very. Oh themed. my gosh, the way that they do the seats mm-hmm. with with Mickey Mouse is very cute. Very I wish cute. it was an old timey piano theater yeah. that where they play the music live just to keep to that sort of old Hollywood feel. But that's a nitpick. Yeah. Uh, when you leave though, some there are photo opportunities based on some of the more popular shorts from the newest series, including Potato Land. Potato Land. Potato Land. Potato Land. I tried. Is that all right? That was pretty good. That was okay. That was I'm pretty good. No Bill Farmer. But um what's what's what are some of the other ones from it? I'll we'll do that. But but uh before what what was I'm trying to remember some of the other Ah, man, I can't remember. I was just so excited by the Potato Land one that that's all I could remember. And and I'll never forget. I'll never forget. We went. There was a bit of a line. And and I said, don't worry. We'll get it next time we're here. <laughs> and then the world shut down. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. It, was, it was a little unfortunate, but it's going to be there when we get back. Yes. And uh, it's all, like, all of the new Mickey Mini theming to there is good. Are, did they say anything? Is there going to be the same theater in Hollywood? You mean in, in Anaheim? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember reading anything about that, but it's not impossible. You could probably also incorporate the photo ops in the queue or in the exit of that ride yeah so that you don't necessarily need a whole new space but there's a lot of spaces that need continuous re-theming when it comes to hollywood studios just because in some cases the initial theming wasn't that great yeah yeah and uh not that uh was there the, the ultimately the ride is great we love it and and if if you can tell that we're we were trying to spoil as little as possible i think we did okay yeah we want you to experience this ride and it's going to be very difficult to experience this ride. Uh, there are some friends of ours that we know still haven't like uh, uh, so, some listeners that, and, and friends of ours that started watching a ride along video and then stopped like really, really quickly just because like, no, I want to, uh, I want to experience it. So keep it up. Be surprised. Uh, the ride will cam. be there for you. Yeah. It- the ride will be there. And we're not saying that just because you've ridden on it digitally doesn't mean that you can't experience some stuff. But it's always it's always nicer to experience stuff the first time. It's like theater. Uh, we don't like getting the soundtracks of musicals, even if we're like, oh, we're definitely going to see that, until we're, we watch the show. Just because the context is lost, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So similarly to this, there's so much to it that you need to experience. Similarly to Rise of the Resistance, like... The fact that we were seeing so many spoiler videos within a day or two of both Rise of the Resistance and this opening up was Like, give yourself the experience. I, I do recommend it. And I mean, you know, if you've watched a video, like, hey, like, you've watched a video and, and we're not poo-pooing that either, but, and you'll, you'll still experience something that you didn't necessarily catch when you watched a ride along, but, 
you know, if you haven't done it yet, I always recommend go in with with a fresh set of eyes because I mean that's that's part of the experience, right? Mm-hmm. It's part of the delight of going to these places. And I will say the opposite uh, in terms of this ride specifically. Listen to the theme because the theme mm-hmm. is isn't necessarily doesn't necessarily tell the story of the ride, and it's nice. It's a nice thing to listen to right here or during like during this time. Of, of nothing's gonna stop us now that's a very it's a very nice sentiment so i believe it's on spotify pretty sure it's on itunes it's on anywhere where you can get music check it out listen to it um no poo-pooing here but um <laughs> the the ride's gonna live forever and one of my favorite things about that is as camp says in the chat uh uh russie taylor who was the voice actress for Minnie mouse passed away last year yeah and her last short that she got to do was a wonderful tribute in and of itself. But the fact that this ride is going to live on and and keep her keep her the memory of her in all of our hearts is wonderful. And it's a it's a great this ride and, and for that reason and many other reasons. This 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 ride represents so much. Yeah. And it gives you so much. So we hope that you get a chance to ride it whenever the world goes to whatever the new normal is. Absolutely. Uh but I think that's gonna do it for this episode of the Party of Two Podcast. Before we go, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Party of Two Pod and you can follow us individually as well. You can find me on Twitter for the handle Dole Whip Drea. You can hand... You follow- I don't... Look, I don't know, man. No, I don't it's know either. I, can, I haven't been able to talk either. This is this is a, a new sensation. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. You can find out, find what I'm streaming when. If you're a video game fan, come on through and uh, uh, subscribe at or follow and or subscribe at twitch.tv slash Mark Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Party of Two podcast. We will see you on the next ride.